0: well good morning everyone and welcome to the drive hope you had a blessed weekend um i know it was good uh, on sunday usually I, we try to pack sundays out because uh you know church me and my family we go early and my wife practices for worship and uh, i do a couple things around the church over there pretty early um but it was a blessing uh, at church to see everyone, and it was a blessing afterwards, because I know next sunday it's it's full. it's packed with ministry stuff. but uh, this last Sunday was nice because we went home and we ate and the family watched a movie together. And so it was just nice to relax. It's good to plan ahead and figure out, okay, when can I actually rest? When can I actually connect with my family? Or sometimes reconnect, you know, with with your loved ones if it's been just a busy, a busy time. Um, so anyway, we are back to Monday, the beginning of the week. And uh, as we're going through Romans, this one verse just... It reminds me of the book of James, this one verse, because it's so... Simple yet direct, yet profound, and I really love it. Let me uh, let me get to it, and I'm about to get to a stop sign, <laughs> so I can read it. <clears throat> All right, the drive, and it's Romans twelve nine. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil cling to what is good isn't that so simple it's so simple it's so straightforward yet it's so incredibly profound um let's look at this let's kind of break this down right now the first thing is let love be without hypocrisy right love and hypocrisy shouldn't cut co- shouldn't commingle right they should they don't really and they shouldn't go together um if you love someone, you're not going to be a hypocrite towards them. It's like, I, I don't know, it's like when you are younger. Or when I was younger, I'm older now, I'm 43. But when I was younger, it was like people would tell you, yeah, don't smoke as they were smoking a cigarette, you know, or something. Don't, don't, don't do this because they were doing it. You know, and that's, that's hypocrisy. They're Telling you one thing, they're doing another. Um, or they, they promise you things and they seem a certain way outwardly. But inwardly, they're totally different. A person can look so friendly and great and wonderful, but then their motives, their hidden secret motives, could be incredibly um, bad, you know? And Jesus had Jesus had some choice words, man, for the religious leaders. One of his favorite rebukes was, You hypocrites. And even John the Baptist um, echoed that sentiment when he first came on the scene in the Jordan River baptizing people. And, and so the religious leaders, uh, in a large part, a large degree, were hypocrites. They they looked good. They looked spiritual. They prayed loud. They, they tithed their spices and different things. And, and so they looked the part. They really did look the part. You know? But the problem was... Their hearts were far from God. So even though they looked spiritual, they were totally ungodly. And you know, I don't want this for myself. You know, I, I don't want this for my fellow believers to, to be just fake. To be just one way on the outside and another way on the inside. And you know, this, this is kind of what we talked about um, On Sunday as we're going through Jonah uh, 2, was that, you know, at funerals, you don't really talk about how much a person accumulated, what you talk about is a person's character. And character matters. And so how do we love without hypocrisy? Well, um, Paul, as he's writing Romans, really explains it. And he explains it so simply But it's so true. And I know you guys can relate. He says, let love be without hypocrisy, right? He says, abhor or hate what is evil. That's some good advice, right? I mean, that's biblical truth, but that's also some good advice. Hate what is evil. But in order for you and I to hate what is evil, first we have to recognize it is evil. And that's the thing with our society, with the world today, right? People call evil good and good evil. And so it's really mixed up. And so without biblical discernment, people aren't going to know what is good, what is evil. What is right, what is wrong. Why should anything be wrong? Why shouldn't I just do what I want to do? If it feels good, why can't I just do it? If it makes me happy, then I'm just going to do it. I don't care. And so our, our world, the viewpoint, worldview, it's so mixed up when it comes to the state of things. In today's day, people don't know anymore and that that's what uh, that's where the Bible is so incredibly God's Word is so incredibly clear on what is good and what is evil it's very clear and so that's why we get into it that's why we read it that's why we study it that's why we're all about the scriptures it's what we're all about so how do we know what is evil well The Word of God tells us. It tells us like the works of the flesh. It tells us about the enemy trying to attack us, right? And the various ways that he tries to get into our minds and discourage us. It tells us um, the state of affairs in the world and how the world system, if you will, is totally against the Lord and the things of God. They mock it. Make fun of it. So hate what is evil. And that's the thing, you guys, compromise comes when we accept evil here, accept a little evil there. Um, compromise here, compromise there. You know, uh, use every single liberty that we think that we have into all the literary, all the liberties being used equals ungodliness. You know, it just it can happen slowly, but we don't want to love evil or even like it but abhor it, like hate it, detest it. And that's the problem with unbelievers. They love their sin, right? They love their sin. So much that they're unwilling to let go of it. They're unwilling to repent. They're unwilling to turn from their evil ways. And that's why they don't want to accept the Lord, but little do they know, you know, when they accept Christ everything changes there's this amazing transformative thing that happens and you guys know if you're a believer this is powerful and this is amazing this is like this is where you want to be but it's that willingness it's that heart to realize yeah what i'm doing is wrong it's evil and i do not want to do it anymore i hate it and as you walk with the lord he slowly refines you he teaches you like, what is bad? What is good? Like, when I first came to the Lord, it was a constant, um, I was constantly being taught what to do and what not to do. Because uh, at first, I was like, okay, I am a believer. I love God. I, You know, I accept Christ. I'm walking with Him. I'm saved. I get it. I love the Word. But now, like, how do I act? <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, I wasn't really sure. I was kind of like, just hanging around, you know other Christians and believers looking at them being like okay how do they act? what's okay to do and to not do as you know as far as being a Christian I was trying to figure out what 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 is evil? And how do I resist it? And it was a process, right? Refinement. Refinement is a lifelong process, but I was learning and I was growing in discerning what is evil what was evil and what was good and the word of God is a great clarifier when it comes to that right it's a great clarifier it's like a magnifying glass it magnifies what is not good and what is good what is not of God and what is of God and also seeking the Lord will bring clarity on the decisions that you have to make on a day to day basis maybe there's a temptation to do something that you know you shouldn't do Like, I really want to do that. I think that'd be beneficial for me. But I know it would not be godly. Therefore, it really is not beneficial. Spiritually speaking, you know. But hate what is evil. Abhor what is evil. And I love the last part. Short sentence. Cling to what is good. Cling to what is good. I love that. It's like when I... My my daughters first started... um, I don't know what you call them, the, you know, the playground. They have those bars that you swing on one hand after the other. And I remember when, uh, specifically when Hannah started doing that, she would she would hold those things. She'd say, Daddy, Daddy, hold me. And I would have to hold her as she, you know, went across the bars. Uh, and so um, one hand over the other, over the other. But she didn't want to do it without me holding her, right? I was clinging to her. <laughs> and because she was afraid she was going to fall, right? Uh, but there came a time where I was like, okay, I'm not going to cry <laughs> when it happened because she basically did it and she went all the way across from one side to the other. And she swung all the way across and she clung to those bars like crazy. And she made it. And I, I, I think we have a video of it. But she made it and her face was just like so shocked and so surprised and so happy because she made it across. She clung to those Um, to the bars at the uh, at the playground and made it across she was so joyful because she clung clung to them and she didn't fall and so that's the thing you guys we want to cling to what? to what is good cling to the Lord and then what is the result going to be? well we're not going to fall we're going to be okay don't cling to what is evil doesn't say that don't cling to compromise Don't cling to complacency. Cling to the Lord. Because He is good. He is a meaning of goodness. And So I just love that. It's just a great reminder, simple reminder, to not, not let hypocrisy in. Be real. Hate what is evil. And hold on to what is good. God is good. Hold on to Him. And honestly, we can go a step further from beyond this. So yeah, we have to hold on to him. But in, in a real sense, we have to let go of everything in this world and let him carry us. I mean, it, it takes total su- uh, surrender. But the point is to differentiate between evil and good. And do what is good. Amen. God bless you guys. And I hope you have an amazing day.